As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. The views expressed in the following program are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of Saga 960 AM or its management. Well, hello and welcome to the Mindset Mentor. I'm Tanya Kolar, helping you cultivate a life you love. So remember that your mindset is like a muscle and it needs work. You got to work at it, right? You're going to build and strengthen that mindset muscle. And in turn, you're going to find that life just gets a whole lot easier for you. You get into that flow state. And today's show, we're going to talk about big life changes. We've all had them. And if you haven't had them, they're coming in one form or another. And, you know, big changes could be uh, a new relationship, the end of a relationship, right? Uh, it could be a new job. It could be the loss of a loved one uh, or you know, the loss of a career. So there's so many big changes that we go through um, having a new child, right? Being a parent, that's a huge life change. And today we're going to focus on really how to navigate big life changes. And uh, some of those are certainly expected changes and some of them are unexpected, those sudden changes that can really knock you down to your knees and really shake you to your core. So we're, we're gonna focus today um, on personal experiences and, I, and, and my special guest today is Richard Nestor. Richard Nestor is a longtime uh, former host of the Shopping Channel for oh, about 23 years or so um, and also So he's, he's, you know, completely reinvented himself. He is now pursuing a career in acting um, for fun and also early retirement. So experiencing a lot of life changes. And on top of that, he experienced some um, not so positive changes and, you know, that, that really did shake him to his core. He lost his uh, twin brother. And uh, about two years, less than two years after that, another brother also passed away. So some, some really big challenges, certainly very difficult to, to go through. And he's here to share his experience and his story. And, and this is really all about, you know, helping you learn how you can get through some of your biggest life challenges and whatever your biggest challenge is, you know, that could be very stressful to you. We all have different, different stories, and I think we can all learn so much from each other. So I want to say hello and welcome to my dear friend, Richard Nestor. It is an absolute pleasure having you here on the show. Tanya, thank you so much. By the way, you look absolutely beautiful. Oh, you are a delight. You are a delight. Nothing <laughs> has changed, Richard Nestor. <laughs> um, it, I speak it, the truth, my dear. I speak the truth. Ah, uh, you know, it's it's really wonderful to see, um, you know, how far you've come in such a short period of time and experiencing a lot of change in, you know, relatively, you know, a few years. So let's go back a little bit in time. Now you were a longtime host at the yeah. Shopping Channel, um, you know, loved by by you know the nation, and you spent over 20 years, you know, doing doing what you love. And I want to talk about that change first because a lot of people identify themselves with their job, you know, with their career, what they do. And especially if you've been doing it for decades, as you had, what was it like for you now to leave that era <laughs> and, you know, go into something new? Was, were you excited? Were you fearful? What was the process for you? 
Um, you know what? I think for me, it was, you know, not even fearful or anything. I'm the type of person that my entire life, I've always had a plan. And if it was, you know, just hypothetical, I was, I was, I'm always the type of person that I need rehearsal. So even future stuff, like how it started back, I think it was in 1997 when my father passed away. He was the first one in my immediate family to pass away. And then I'm thinking to myself, wow, this is real. Like, you know, this really does happen. And then when my mother passed away in 2009, that's really how things changed. Because, I mean, you know my situation. I've never really talked about this really publicly. But, you know, I have had four brothers and one being my twin, one being my older brother. And I have two brothers that that I'm actually, you know, their guardian right now. They're both um, both mentally challenged. They're both fabulous. They both have full time jobs and they both have, you know, they have they share an apartment. So everything is great that way. Mm-hmm. But it's funny. I always felt like I was going to be a caregiver of that sort sometime in the future. So when some people always say, oh, no, I never think about tomorrow. I think it was back in 97. That's when I started thinking, wow, what if something happened to this person, this person, where does it leave my two brothers? So when I started at the shopping channel and everything was great, I, I mean, Hey, like you said, I was there 23 years. I was doing prime time. I had no intentions of leaving the shopping channel whatsoever. I mean, I was only when this all my, my life change was when I was 55 years old and and you remember that well, because you're the one that took the phone call. And I had no idea that I was going to be leaving or anything like that until my brother Randy passed away. And it was just not as if he was sick. He was on his on a trip to Italy. He was in Rome on vacation, one of his favorite, favorite places in the world. And then I get a, a text early in the morning and, and it was from his partner. And it, all it said was, I need your number. And I knew. So that, that to me was life changing. And then because right away, it was just like a world, what now, what do I do? Because he was my, um, how would you say he was my ally with my, my family, because after my mother passed away in 2009, he and I kind of took charge of looking after my brothers and, Mm -hmm. and, and everything else, even though we both lived in Toronto, they lived here in Niagara Falls, but we still did, you know, everything together. And that was, that was the big, big thing right then and there was that I can't stay here anymore. I can't do this anymore. I have to, I'm going to have to somehow get back to Niagara because what's going to happen? Because I had an older brother who was the three of them lived together and they're the ones, and, and, and he was the one sort of kind of looking after them. If you want to put it that way. So when I just thought, well, I better make my way back to Niagara and thank goodness I did, because after I, you know, did the big move, Gave my, I had to, I don't know why I had to give six months notice, but I, they wanted six months notice. So I gave six months notice. And then on December 16th, or just, just yeah, I think it was this, December 20th, whatever it was, 2016 was my last time live on the air as a host. And I moved back to Niagara the following November. I bought, uh, I, I'm here now for five years, but within the first 10 months, then everything was fine. Then my older brother passed away. So now out of seven of us, there's only three. So what I had rehearsed back in 1997, I just kind of played it like, you know, and this happens to everybody. I mean, my tip to anyone, doesn't matter who you are in a family, you have to have a plan. And that because you just never know what when all of a sudden it's all going to be taken away from you. And you have to have some sort of a an idea of okay, where do I go now from here? to go there to help somebody else. So that was that day when, when my brother passed away and then I called you and you had, well, I was calling TSC that I couldn't make it to work and you answered the phone. I don't even remember the phone call. I just remember I was just a blubbering idiot. That particular- oh, I remember that phone call because I was so devastated for you. You're just, uh, I mean, as soon as I heard your voice and the emotion on the end of that phone, I knew something was obviously extremely wrong. Uh, and just, you know, the, the pain in your voice, it was just so intense, obviously, um, going through that. And so it's such a sudden, sudden shock for you to get the news as you did. Um, you know, but it's, it's interesting. And I remember that and I thought, you know, 
even on that phone call, I'm like typical Richard Nestor, the, the epitome of always caring for other people, ensuring that everyone's okay. And you made sure that someone was going to cover your shift. And you're like, I'm trying to get a hold of this person. I can't get a hold of it. I'm like, don't worry, it's covered. Yeah, but, but, but I said, don't, even if I have to stay, like, this is the morning. I'm like, even if I have to come back tonight, I said, don't worry, your shift is covered. You know, and and I just thought, wow, you know, even and that's just so true to your nature. Uh, you are a natural born caregiver. And I think for you, um, that's why it's important to have a plan, you know, on, and to be quite honest, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not a planner. Um, you know, I kind of fly by the seat of my pants and then, yeah, you know, I got to scramble to, 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 you know, process some of these things. But I think that's actually a very helpful tool um, in the process of going through life changes, especially the ones that, um, you know, you can anticipate the ones, the changes that we can expect, obviously the unexpected changes, yes, those sudden exactly. changes like, you know, a death, um, you know, you can't necessarily plan for all of those aspects. You can plan for some course the after process right but not but but not truly and so that can be one way to alleviate some of the anxiety and the stress and the pressure you know that that would that would happen naturally from some of these big life changes thank you for being vulnerable and opening up you know and sharing because you know you've obviously gone through a lot i mean even you know you've lost both of your parents two of your brothers um and i also know that um you know you're very close with extended family members. And you've also lost other family members who were, you know, really close and important people in your life. And that's never an easy thing. So I'd love to talk to you about some of the ways that you were able to to process your feelings, um, you know, if you process them fully. And you know, what did that what did that look like? How did the the healing journey begin? Because of course, obviously, it is a journey. Um, And how how did you start to, you know, get that cycle started. Well, you know, and thank you, by the way, it's, uh, I appreciate that. And it's true. I've always have been a caregiver and it's, and that was always, always on the back of my mind. It was always like family first. That's, that's just me. Yeah. And I don't, I've never mentioned it. Maybe, you know, this story, but I think it really, how it changed for me and how I dealt with it was when, my, when I, all of a sudden I got this call, well, I actually took my mother to the hospital. This was um, back in 2006 or something like that. And she was diagnosed, which we thought was pneumonia. So we go in and, and then the doctor come, comes to my mother's already taken away. And I'm just going, right. I just thought she was had pneumonia. Like she's fine. And he said, no, we discovered a huge tumor on her lung. So I went, Oh my gosh. So how do I tell my brothers? And when it was all said and done after, you know, many months of chemo and everything was fine, everything was perfect. And, and then, you know, she ended up getting ill after that. And then as before she passed away, and this is something I just want to share with anybody because it was, it's, it affected me because it affected our whole family mm-hmm. that my mother was also, a, you know, which is somebody watching right now, but was a compulsive gambler. And she, uh, when she passed away, unbeknownst to me, because my mother, my three brothers, they all lived together. And then when my mother passed away on in December of 2009, and I thought, well, okay, here we go. So after the funeral, I go home and, and then I find out that she's lost the house. So my brothers all have to leave. And they didn't know that. I didn't know that. She she lived for two months prior to that, knowing that. And I was, was I angry? Uh, maybe for three minutes, because then I realized again, how how heartbreaking it was for her not to tell us for three months for two months that this was going to happen and it's so ironic because in three weeks talk about change when my my brothers I still remember I saw this piece of paper and it said we were here today and you weren't here and so I called him and it was the lawyer that said sorry they gotta go you gotta go in five weeks and this was like like January the 6th during a minus 30 degree three foot of snow kind of winter and the moment I spoke to that woman she said to me even on the phone at the lawyers aren't aren't you shocked and I said no 
And I, so right away I went into church because that particular day, I always have when somebody, and I've been executor five times, I always have a file for somebody. So every time after the funeral, no matter where I go, I bring the file in case somebody asks for something. And I remember that day I was going to look for an apartment for my brothers because I knew they couldn't stay in the house. Well, now we have a really good reason why they can't stay in the house. So we, I pull out and I just so okay, how about this apartment, which is literally a block away from my parents' house. And 12 years later, they're still living there, my two brothers. Wow. I phoned them and said, do you have a three-bedroom apartment? Yeah, when can we see it? She, she said, would you like to make an appointment? I said, can we come in 10 minutes? In about an hour, I had an apartment just in those first few minutes. Staged the house the next day, sold the house three weeks later, paid off everything because I had a plan. Yes. You, I mean, if my brothers, my older brother, let's just say he was an older brother that was not, you know, he didn't take charge, let's face it. Yeah, so, you, you really then, were like, you know, the older brother, you know, for everybody uh, exactly. in the family. I yeah, was the older sure. brother, the father yeah. and everybody. And then my, yeah. of course, my two brother, my two other brothers, whom I love dearly, are mentally challenged. And they're and all of them, after I told them what had happened, they're all looking at me like, what are you going to do? What, what yeah. are you going to do? What are you so going I, to do? Yeah, pressure. So, so That's pressure, right? It is pressure. But you have to, it, everybody has two choices in life. I could have went into the fetal position on the floor, mm-hmm. cried my eyes out. Oh, woe is me. You know, how dare you? What look what you I just went boom into takeover charge. We're going to do this, this, this and this in three weeks. Everything was done. They're in their apartment, house sold, debts paid. Everybody's happy. And it's just like. And why? Because back in 1997, when my father passed away, I knew then, wow, this is real. Okay, so he goes, then mom goes, and this one goes, and this, who's going to look after these two? Mm-hmm. And you know what? And I, that was my biggest fear. And I have to say, it is the easiest now. Um, now I'm living the dream. I've been retired for five years. I've done five plays. I've done two of them were musicals, which were extremely scary, but a huge challenge. And it was wow. so much fun. And you know what? It just took me on a whole other path. Yeah. You know, that's, it's, it's really fascinating. Um, and, you know, action, definitely taking action is so key. And sometimes, you know, our mind gets overworked with all of the negativity of a situation or the, the sadness, the hurt, the pain that you can't see clearly, but if you can remove yourself from that and, you know, take the necessary steps, I mean, you took some massive action, right? You went into like, yes, let's get this done mode immediately. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, to. and I, I think that's great, though, because not everybody, you know, can 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 have that strength that takes strength that takes, uh, you know, perseverance to get through all of that to push through, uh, despite all the emotion that you're feeling as well, right? On top of that, and I, what I love, you know, as part of that, that story is that there was really no blame, you know, with your mother, you didn't sit there and no. say what a terrible thing. And it's like, you, you look, I, I felt at sorry her. for her. Yeah. And that, that truly is um, a, a level of aware, a heightened level of awareness where you can look at a situation from the other person's perspective so that it's not that blame. Because when we hold on to blame uh, and anger, it actually hurts us. So when you can just release that, you know, find that forgiveness. And that's, that's truly a step in that forgiveness is putting yourself in that other person's situation and understanding, you know, what was their intention? You know, and that's, that's, you know, when I coach people, you know, around forgiveness, because forgiveness is a huge piece <laughs> of, you know, having a life that you love is being able to forgive, um, you know, all the wrongs, uh, you know, committed, you feel that have been committed against you, right? Uh, or in the circumstances. And it's, it's not always that easy. It's not easy. And it can be a really quick downward spiral when you start to blame other people and you need to have an answer. Why, why, why? And in a case where someone has passed away and we'll take the case of your mom, uh, you know, being a compulsive gambler and you had no idea you found out about that. Um, and you can get locked into the belief that I need to know why, why did she do this? How could she do this? And when you get locked into that, you're never going to find the answer to that. You're just never going to know. And sometimes we have to reconcile with the fact that we will never know the answer and have to be okay with that. And then really let forgiveness, you know, find a place. 
So huge, wonderful uh, kudos to you for that, that awareness for sure. And also just being that natural caregiver, I think also allowed you to get into action mode because you're used to doing that. You know, you, you've just, that's, that's innately who you are. Um, I'd love to continue the conversation and dive a little deeper. Uh, and of course, we'll get into some of the amazing things that you're doing now in your retirement. Um, we are going to take a break here on Saga 960. You're listening to The Mindset Mentor. I'm Tanya Kolar, and we will be back with Richard Nestor after this. No radio? No problem. Stream us live on Saga960AM.ca. Well, hello, hello, and we are back here on Saga960. You're listening to The Mindset Mentor. I'm Tanya Kolar. And today, my dear friend and special guest is the one and only and the fabulous Richard Nestor. Many of you uh, will know Richard from uh, the Shopping Channel. He was a host of the Shopping Channel for over 23 years. Much loved, I was going to say, you know, around the nation, but beyond that, um, around the world. So um, it's truly, truly um remarkable to to have you here and and sharing your story with us Richard and being vulnerable and opening up about your life experiences and big changes that you have gone through because we all go through big changes in life and you have experienced many through you know the death of your parents to the death of two of your brothers including a twin brother uh, you know going through a, a, an early retirement you know changing your your life moving picking up and moving cities uh, you know being a caregiver to you know several people so there's a lot of changes that you've gone through so I really value that you're here sharing your story so welcome back thank you very much thank you for having me and, and it's, it's like you were saying it, it was so true though I mean I I enjoyed my job. I, you know, I had a good time doing it. And I was at that particular time, I was only 55. So I had no intentions of leaving whatsoever. Oh, and, and they had no intentions of you leaving either. They were going to keep you there forever if they could. And they tried. I know they tried. <laughs> kind of hard to do exercise shells from a walker, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, but, if anybody could do it, it would, it would be you, Richard. Well, I, I, love I, it. I love it. I would have tried. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but, you know, but, Everybody. But you know what? I always say there's no rule books that we all can go to. It's like, you know, like all of a sudden, you know, I get that email that Randy passed away. It's not as if I went to the, the book of life and went, okay, you, you, your twin brother, identical twin brother just died all of a sudden. Oh, oh, this is what you're supposed to do. And this is how you're supposed to feel. And this is how you're supposed to change things. You know, there's no rules. It's just, it's just like, okay, how do, how do I go from now? All of a sudden, and, and that particular time when it happened, it's funny. We always, when we always went on vacation, Randy and I always called each other the day before, have a great trip, have fun, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it was funny. I was on my way to work that night. He was going to Italy. So it was an evening flight. And I forgot he was even going away that day. So I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. I'm going by the airport. I'm going, wait a minute. Randy's going away. And he has, he had no cell phone. He never had a cell phone. And I said, oh, well, he just forgot. And I'm just thinking, why wouldn't he call me? He's the one that was home all day going away. And then all of a sudden I didn't hear from. So I went to work and I opened up my emails. And all of a sudden the first email I see is from Randy. And it was just, we did that once in a while. But that's the first time he ever done this where he had sent all his, you know, how would you say insurances and everything else to me just to have on file just in case. Wow. Wow. Okay. Wow. So I printed everything out, put them in a file and just left them at work because I, I, I've done it to him, but he has never done it for me. And then I'm just thinking, OK. And then just by he was there for, I think, two weeks. And it was just a few days before the two weeks. That's when he passed away. And I'm thinking it's somehow I'm wondering if they know. Yeah, it's, it sounds like maybe he had just, sort of a feeling or a premonition of some sort. Absolutely. So that and that that particular time that, that was just to me, that's what just changed everything to where I am today. Five years later, it's be six years for almost for Randy, but five years later now living here and in my home. And it, it was that big change is because of that one incident. 
and 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 the rest just kind of followed afterwards. But now that, like I said, I've been executor five times. Unfortunately, it's it's um, almost to the point where you're thinking, you know what? Hey, this is part of life, uh, you know, and and you can't hang on to things. We were talking, you know, earlier about that and and blame and all this kind of stuff. And I just remember this one quote. One thing when I do read books, I love to read. I'm you know like a big you know, a big, big reader, I'm always reading biographies. And it wasn't Socrates or Plato or, you know, uh, some, you know, uh, uh, how would you say it? Some scholar. It was from from Sophia Loren's book. And I remember her saying this, and I just remembered it so well. It said, um, she's the one line that she always said was, um, hate is like an acid. It eats away the person who hates, not the one hated. And I thought, you know what? And that's why sometimes you just have to let it go. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No you know, when you some, sometimes it's just like, you know, forget about it. Whatever it happens to be, it's like, you know what, it's done. And I always think of somebody, what was going on in their life, like even people watching us or listening to us right now, or when we on the air, I remember when my uncle Alec, he passed away, he was the oldest of my father's brother, I became like a little bit of a caregiver before he passed away. And I remember it was in between shows, and he went into the hospital and they told me, you know, you got to come and visit. So I went to visit before work and, and he's got less than 24 hours. And they, and, and I, I went on the air and then I got off the air and I, I knew how we used to do, I used to do seven to 9 PM. And I was off from 9 to 11 PM and go on. And I remember the nurse calling me 20 minutes before I went back on air. And she, he said, well, he's passed away. And then, okay, now it's showtime, you know? So people don't realize what we all have to, we all have a life. We're all, you know, we all have, you know, something going on in our background, whether it's your dog passed away or it's a financial problem or somebody's sick or somebody's divorcing, whatever. But you know what? Sometimes you just have to deal with it. There, like I said, there's no rule book, but some here, up here and here, you have to, you know, let it go, let it go. Yeah, beautifully said. And I think, um, you know, absolutely, you're absolutely right where there is there is no right or wrong way, you know, it's but there are techniques that can be helpful, right, to guide you through the next steps. But you have to really right tap into that feeling. And for you, that was yeah, keep going, right. So it's like, I'm going to get back out there, and I'm going to do the job and move forward, right. And some people they're going to need some time, right. Um, but you have to know your body, who you are and how you're feeling. And I think the really key thing is to process emotion, not to suppress emotion, because when you start to suppress that emotion, then that is going to lead to dis-ease in the body, right? Because you're trapping all those emotions. They need to come out they, they, or they're going to come out in a, an unhealthy way when you're having an argument. And then it's like, you know, you overreact to something small. I mean, I've done that. I remember, you know, for me too, I mean, you know, with my, I remember when my dad passed away. I was exhausted. I was beyond exhausted. I was working full time. I was going to with my dad to all of his appointments, spending hours, you know, at his chemo treatments and then coming to work and spending hours there all day, some nights having two hours of sleep and doing that for weeks on end. And I was irritable. I was angry for at other people. I was blaming people for not stepping up. How could they do this? Why aren't they doing this? And don't they understand there's no time left, you know, and, and I just, I, I was irritable. And I know that that was, you know, because I wasn't processing things properly and I took some time and I regrouped and I was able to, you know, figure it out. 
you know, after, of course, having a lot of wine as well in the process, which is not a good that thing, helps. right? That that's, that's, you know, what this is linked to, uh, you know, that's like denial. When you deny a situation or you just don't want to handle it because it's overwhelming, we will reach to external things to make us feel better, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever that looks like to someone. Um, and that could be overindulging in unhealthy foods, right? Or drinks, what, whatever it is, or people turn to drugs. Um, and it really is the inability to process. And I think it's so important. So for you, uh, in terms of some of these emotions that you had going on, but still having to be a caregiver for other people and still having to perform, you know, on air uh, and, you know, obviously be presentable and have that strength. How did you process your emotions? Um, I was going to get through it. And like I said in the beginning, um, and maybe that's what I think everybody has to do is you have to have a plan. I, whether because I, now that I, I mean, I've always been, that's why I moved to Toronto in 1980. I always wanted to be an actor is that I love rehearsal and I rehearse. I would have many sleepless nights. Like I said, when I started in 97, when my father passed away and I would, oh my gosh, this is real. What am I going to do? And it always, and then it's, and I always think everything is connected to everything. Yeah. And to me, it's like, we all have this sort of plan. Sometimes we divert from where we're going or how we, but somehow we get back on track. And, and, but to me, it was always rehearse it because you know, you're not immune to it. When I hear, especially, you know, married couples with children and say, Oh no, I don't want to talk about a will. I can't talk about a will. It's oh, no, I know. Uh, yes. Talk about a will, get a will done, put it in the file and it's done. You know, like it's almost like, okay, put your big, you know, adult pants on now. And, and you know what, you know, birth, uh, I, I wish they would even teach it in school because they do so much about when a, when, a, when a child is born. But when then when somebody dies, which is part of life, there's, you know, we're, we're, we're guaranteed two things, death and taxes that, mm -hmm. you know, right now it's like, you know, yes, this is a part of life. But how do how do I deal with that? When people used to say, you know, I don't know how to study when I was in school because I never really showed you how do you study? How do I actually pick up a book and study? It's just like. Okay, I know how to, you know, they, we have these birthing classes and we go to, you know, how to change a diaper on these little dolls and we learn all these wonderful things. But then all of a sudden somebody just says, I'm just going to pick up my dry cleaning and then they don't come back. How do you deal with that? So somehow we all have to be prepared. We have, you know, death is just as much as part of as, as living. So uh, to me, rehearsal, be prepared and just and, and just have it always at the back of your head. You just you know have it somewhere in your little pocket somewhere that you know this is what's going to happen if such and such, mm -hmm. and especially if you have children or you are that caregiver or or even if it's just your dog or your cat. You know how is this going to change my life without having my little fluffy here with me? You know it's you, there's there's questions that have to be answered. And when people avoid things, that's when things that's when you get into trouble. When you start avoiding things and, you know, putting things away in drawers that you don't want to open and such, you know what, rehearse, you know, it's all part of life. Yeah, so interesting. Well said, well said. And I imagine that for you, um, there was a lot of uncertainty of, you know, even though you had a plan, I, you know, um, there must have been a lot of uncertainty as well, that fear of uncertainty, because when you leave the familiar, it opens up another world, right? So leaving your job, leaving your, your, your city, uh, starting anew, what did that feel like for you? Was, it, was fear a part of the equation? Did you go through any of the, like, the stages of anger or fear? No, if with me, it was now it's because I know I was born and raised in Niagara Falls. Mm -hmm. I moved to Toronto, lived there 36 years, and then I just came back home. So it's not as if, you know, I left Toronto and say, OK, now I have to move to Shanghai or I'm yeah. moving to Dallas, Texas. You know, that might be yeah. a different thing, but it was it was familiar. It's still home. My big thing was because even long before my father died or Randy or anybody, my, my brothers, it was always, okay, what do I do with my brothers are named Johnny and Kevin? And I said, do I, what if, do I bring them to Toronto? But they're just, you know, they're so focused on their life in Niagara and they have their, their friends and their, and their jobs. There's no way I can pick them up and then bring them to Toronto. And I'm thinking, no, I, and gosh, and I'm thinking, gosh, they'll go on the subway and they'll get lost and they'll never see them again. And, and all this kind of, so I thought, no, I think I, no, I think it's be best. Maybe somehow I'll go back there. And that's how it all happened, you know, but again, 
I had a plan. I always, I always knew I was coming back here. Always knew that. Yeah. And it's so interesting that you say that because I mean, we've worked together for years, right? About yes. 17 years. And yes. I know for years, your plan was to retire in Niagara, to work at a winery and to be in place. Yes. And you retired in Niagara, you moved to Niagara, you worked at a winery and you've done several plays now. And, and also part of that that equation was always being there for your brothers. That was something that you've always said, you know? So it's interesting, right? To see that plan really unfold so perfectly for you. Um, and now you're doing what you love. So, you know, let's talk a little bit about that first moment of, you know, actually being in a play and auditioning. Cause again, let's keep in mind that you were in a career for 23 years and now trying something different. I mean, many people can relate to that who are listening right now that, you know, and, and I think a lot of people right now in this moment are trying to reinvent themselves, maybe oh, through absolutely. necessity. Right. And so what was that like for you to just say, all right, let's, let's go for something different. And again, as I said earlier, where, you know, you just uh, like everything's connected to everything. You just put it out in the universe that it's funny that the day I, I, I had my, uh, my resume on indeed. And I, and, and I wanted to work in a winery. So I think I did put them on different wineries. And then when I auditioned, which you did come to see that play, the dining room in Niagara on the lake. Yes. Loved it. Mm -hmm. And that Thank you. That play and the and the and the job at the winery I got on the exact same day. Wow! Meant so it's like yeah. The, the Rob from from the who the producer of that play called me and said you got the part. And then all of a sudden, uh, Chris who from Culinary Winery says, you know what? I was just reading your resume. It's quite interesting. But he said, would you like to work here? I said, absolutely. And so I and and it was fun. And to me, it was just like a whole new adventure again. You know, yeah. and of course, I have many people saying to me when they see me at the winery, they'd be going, Aren't you Richard from the shopping channel? I said, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. You know, whole new life here. Yeah. You know, that's so interesting. And, um, you know, re really a great moment of knowing that, you know, things are working for you, not against you. So sometimes people, you know, especially going through challenges, they, oh, the world is against me. Everything is going wrong. But it's like, no, the universe is conspiring for you. And there are challenges in life that we're, you know, bound Absolutely. to uh, go through that we can't avoid. Um, and then it will be challenging, right? But there's always something good. So is there one big lesson? What is, you know, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but is there one big lesson for you that a takeaway going through your, your biggest challenges? You know, I used to say this to when people would, you know, I mean, you know what I went through back with Randy and then my older brother who had pancreatic cancer and, and, and he passed away and my aunt, I was with her. I mean, I looked after her, I mean, she had no children. So I was like her son for, you know, for the 60 years. And, and your travel companion, you oh, guys traveled oh. for years together. We went, yes. we went on over 40 holidays together. Wow. She, so, oh. you know, it's so, yeah. So to me, I don't, uh, Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It would be just that, you know, it's, hey, it's just part of life. You just have to do it. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just that type of person. I like to, I'm, I, I like to look after people and, and I do get a lot of benefit from that. But I'm, and yeah, I guess maybe I'd be a little anal. Let's say, I'd say I like to be the one in charge. No, let's, let's, let's do it this way. Cause this is the way I've been rehearsing it. This is the way yeah. I think this, this is going to work, you know? And it's just, you know, it, it just always, I keep, I'm, I'm going back to it. Just have a plan. You can't, mm -hmm. you can't just fly on the seat of your pants because I mean, look what happened with what happened last year. I mean, I, when I finished Mamma Mia, which the last, our last performance was March the 8th. And then on March 13th, I went to, on, there was a Friday the 13th. I went with a friend. He had ballet tickets. And I've been to ballet in years and years. So I went to Toronto. It was just, just not even a week later after the, and 
the play, they wouldn't allow it. And then the world changed mm -hmm. and it's still the same right now. And I'm thinking you just never know what all of a sudden things are going wonderfully well. And all of a sudden, boom, something, you know, and but this one was a task and a test for the whole world. What happened now? Because to me, it just taught a lot of other of people. I might you know, I, I feel so bad for the people that have lost their lives. Mm -hmm. I'm so upset for right now, people, you know, small mom and pop businesses, mm -hmm. all these that are maybe losing their businesses and such. But then also, it's also, it's also, okay, this is mother nature. This is, you know, the, the universe saying to us, hey, wait a minute, did I really need to have that, you know, four cars in the driveway and I have to have the next phone? Because at one point last year, all of a sudden, it wasn't the Lexus or, or the diamond ring. It was toilet paper everyone, everybody wanted, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, crazy. Yeah, absolutely. All of a sudden, it's like, I think now people might be rearranging their lives saying, okay, you know what, I think maybe it's best to have a a little bit of a nest egg. Maybe it's best that maybe we won't order out as much. Maybe this, I think everybody's kind of taking, you know, you know, some sort of, um, you know, uh, when it comes to their lives now, they'd say they're kind of maybe revamping things saying, yep. you know, I think you should really look at things now, you know, a little differently. Yeah, I agree. It's it's an opportunity to re-examine, you know, what is the most important in, in, in your life, um, you know, and to let go of some of the things that no longer yeah. serve you and to have more of what it is that you want and that is actually truly soul fulfilling, uh, not the external, you know, poise, so to speak, right? I mean, that really never makes you happy uh, long term, right? Maybe it gives you some pleasure, but it's not really the the deep fulfilling uh, type of happiness, right? That I think is tr is truly the goal. Um, so we're going to take a break and we're going to continue the conversation here on Saga 960 with my special guest, Richard Nestor. I'm Tanya Kohler and we will be back with Richard Nestor after this. Stream us live at Saga960am.ca. Well, hello, you are listening to the Mindset Mentor on Saga 960. I'm your host, Tanya Kolar. My special guest today is a dear friend of mine, Richard Nestor. He and Richard, by the way, uh, was a, a longtime host at the Shopping Channel for, oh my goodness, about 23 years and, uh, you know, loved by the nation. I mean, everybody loved Richard and nobody expected Richard to leave. Um, and, you know, worked hard to keep him there as long as possible, but through, you know, some, some life, you know, challenges, crises, he is reinvented himself and decided that priority was early retirement, uh, and now taking care of his brothers and just being close to family and starting a new path. So Richard, I want to talk about what you're up to now. I know that you started doing plays, so I'd love to delve into that and really what's next because you, my dear, are the ultimate planner. So I know you've got a plan. <laughs> so let's talk about what that plan looks like. Well, I haven't planned what I'm having for dinner tonight, but um, <laughs> you're human after all. <laughs> oh, so but, um, you know, right now it's well, like everybody else, we're just at the mercy of what's going on in the world right now. But it's it's it, you know, it's like the ropes are loosening up a little bit, so it's it's getting better. It's getting better. Mm. What I didn't like at first because I I do have an agent, I've been auditioning for the last little while, and then you know you're doing self tapes, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm not a lighting director, and I'm not a you know a technician at all. I'm, I'm, but now I'm enjoying them, so I'm doing a lot more auditions. And lately we've been do but they have a new section for voiceovers which I've always loved to do. I wanted to do, I should say. And now I've been getting a number of auditions for cartoons and I've had, been having a blast. First of all, when you have to do, when you're doing a voiceover, you don't have to comb your hair. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's a bonus to me. Yeah. Yeah. No suit. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been doing I've been doing that and enjoying that very much and just you know plays right now I mean the last one I had done was 2020 because that's when the world completely changed uh that was Mamma Mia and that to me was my I think my biggest challenge because I'm not a trained singer I sing in the car 
you know, beyond karaoke, you know, resort karaoke or something. So to actually get a, you know, a, a main part and, and, and everybody knows the story of Mamma Mia, it was a lot of fun and I've learned so much. So I recommend anybody watching who wants to be an actor, an actress, mm -hmm. they want to be in front of the camera, do a play because no classroom, no textbook is going to teach you what you learn. I mean, when you're, I mean, all of a sudden, I mean, I was nervous when you, I'd be saying, I was talking, I'm doing my dialogue, then I have to burst into song and then I have to stop. And then I got the band up, the orchestra at their mercy and everybody else. And then I do more dialogue and then I have to go back singing. I have to listen to that, where that, I have to jump in. It, you know what? It was terrifying, but I loved every single minute of it. Oh, so good. Listen, it takes a lot of courage, you know, to get up on that stage and perform and to sing, given the fact that you are not a trained singer. And solos. I had a solo, for goodness sake, in Whoa, front of yes. every night. Was like, ah. Wow. Oh, my goodness. I mean, really, you get to pat yourself on the back and give yourself some self-love and credit for, for taking those chances. And it is terrifying. And see, the flip side of that is when we're so fearful and we're, that it's paralyzing and we don't want to take action. So it's so important to, you know, take action in those, even in those most fearful moments, take action, do what you fear the most, because you will g gain so much confidence from that. Did you find that you felt empowered doing that? Oh, absolutely. Because you know what, what you're saying, it made me realize every play, all five of them, and I mean this honestly to all of your listeners out there, every single play, I was going to drop out. I can't do this. I'm not good enough. I can't do this. There's no way. Why, you know, they're going to find out that I'm a fraud, that I don't know what I'm doing. I, I can't figure this out. Why would they choose me and not that person? They, they were better than I, you know, on every single play, I was going to drop out. And I just said, no, I can do this. Then I started having fun. And then all of a sudden, it may take that one person to know the dance step and the number, you know, four times. Well, it may take me 14 times. I rehearse so much at home on my own, but I did it. Yes, I did yes. It. So I, I ch can check it off the box now. Amazing. Yeah. Yes. Well done. That's the key. You did it and you persevered, you know, despite the inner critic, that, that awful voice in your head telling all you five. that you're not enough. Yeah. yeah. All five plays. <laughs> so it's great. I love that you're just being real and raw. But it's not just about me. You know, when I, I, I was thinking, because after I, you know, we started rehearsal. I'm going to go back to Mamma Mia, but all the other plays and other situations kind of fall into that where once I started getting into it and I was still like, you know, I couldn't reach that note or I'm still having a problem with this. And why am I doing this? And, and, you know, there was 60, 62 or 63 of us in the cast, you know, plus the orchestra and then the huge backstage people. And I'm thinking, you know what, I'd be letting them down, not saying that I'm Mr. Special or something, but then all of a sudden they'd have to find somebody else. And I'm thinking, you know what? So when any situation, it's not just about you, just how is it going to affect? It'd be nice just to be, you know, a little bit more, how would you say, kind and polite to others to see how would your, what you, what you don't like about yourself or whatever, but how's that going to affect other people's jobs that day or their, or how it's, how's it going to affect what they're doing at the same time? So to me, it was always, okay, no, I, 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 I can do this. It's just like math was not my forte, but finally, when you could, you, you finally would do an equation and you got it. And it finally sunk in and went, oh my gosh, it was just like doing these plays. It's like what all of a sudden you think, wow, now I get it. Okay. And then you're comfortable. Then all of a sudden that confidence that was somewhere else starts to come back and you say, yeah, you know, I got this, I got this. And then, and, but nobody knew, nobody knew in the play that I was going to all five of them. No, I'm not doing this. I can't do this. Um, tomorrow I'm going to call them and say, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. This is not me. I'm just too, wow. it's, hey, you just do it. You just, yeah. or, or you know what, you're good. I don't want to, I don't want my whole life to be when I'm on my deathbed going, what if? Mm -hmm. what I wanted, yes. and, wow, wasn't that a great time? Wow. Good for you. Absolutely love that. Great, great advice. Uh, certainly just, you know, just go for it, right? You just, even though the doubt creeps in, we've all had that self doubt. You got to just keep on going. I love it. Love it. 
So what about any other um, things like exercise and diet? I'd love to talk about that because th these are definitely some, some things that we can incorporate when we are going through big life changes that can help us to, to better transition. So staying focused on a healthy diet, um, oh. you know, and, and, and exercising. Was that part of your, you know, self-care in the process? Oh, Always, always. And you know that, I mean, we were blessed at the shopping channel. I mean, I had so every equipment, piece of equipment, you know, we, we all got what was the Billy Blanks tapes or whether it was a Pilates machine or total yeah. gym. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, I've always been into, I mean, in the eighties, I was, you know, I, I wore out my Jane Fonda workout tape. You know, I did you know the 20 minute workouts that you would see on the, on, on, on the city TVs, you know, yeah. I was always, you know, the, and my mother's house and my parents' house in the 70s, you know, my feet were underneath the sofa doing sit-ups and everything. So I've always done something. And, and you, I mean, you and I danced together on air with uh, Louis Van Amstel. Yes. Yeah, yes, 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 <laughs> yes, we did. And a I workout, a dance aerobic workout, I yeah. I sweated a lot. And, 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 and now, I mean, I, that was another thing. The moment I moved here, that first, we moved here in November and then January, I said, I'm going to join a gym. And I did, and I had a personal trainer for four years that kind of went to the wayside because of COVID. Mm. So I'm doing stuff at home and I have, I've been doing right now. I'm thinking I'm on day 35 or 36 of Pilates on the mat, you know, just floor Pilates, which Boy, that is quite a challenge, but you know what? And you have to do that. You have, I mean, people look after their cars better. They look after their floors and what, you know, what, what oil they should put in their car and what gasoline. And you only get one of these, you know what? You got to do a little tune up every once in a while. Yeah, so I've always, been, I've always been a fan of that and everything else. Like when you're saying food in moderation, yes. Do I have chips once in a while for dinner? Yes. But the next day it's going to be a salad and Hey, everything in moderation, you know, whether it's a gym or you're doing something at home and you know what life is too short to sacrifice everything. I love it. I love it. Well, Richard Nestor, unfortunately we are out of time. I'd love to chat with you longer. It's always such a pleasure. And I thank you so much for, for, for joining us uh, and being your fabulous self and also, you know, helping and, and taking us inside your world, which is so helpful to other people going through big life changes and the challenges that we all will face. Pleasure was all mine. Love you. Thank you. Oh, I love you, Richard Nestor. Well, everyone, that's a wrap for today's The Mindset Mentor. And make sure that you work out your mindset. Remember, it's, a, it's like a muscle that needs to be strengthened and conditioned. So join me next Tuesday at 1 p.m. for your next mindset workout. No radio? No problem. Stream us live on Saga960AM.ca. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.